Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation, the restaurant guest experience podcast, where I talk to industry experts to get their strategies and tactics you can use to create a five-star guest experience. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Ovation, a two-question real-time guest feedback platform that helps restaurants measure and improve their guest experience. Learn more at ovationup.com. And today I'm talking with uh, one of my new friends. We've we've seen each other at a few trade shows. I've heard him speak at uh, a lot of different places. And I was so excited to get him on this podcast. Eric Knott, the COO of PDQ. What's up, Eric? How are you, Zach? I appreciate you having me on. I, uh, you know, I feel like we've talked more in the last week or so, you know, outside of this podcast. I feel like I've been on the phone with you three, four times this week. I know. I feel like Popular. I've talked to you more than my wife this last oh. week. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's just like there's there's so much going on and uh so I appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to come on to uh give an ovation and I was really excited to have you on because you are someone who is so obsessed with uh with the guest experience and to start off I really want people to understand so PDQ a lot of people think it means pretty darn quick so tell me about what does what does PDQ mean and you know you've had over 13 years there to internalize what PDQ means. Why don't you tell people who aren't as familiar? Yeah, okay. So first of all, you know, pretty darn quick. I couldn't tell you how many times I've heard that. And and my response is pretty simple. You can call us whatever you want as long as you keep coming back. And yeah, have there you go. <laughs> but uh, it actually stands for people dedicated to quality. And, um, you know, you, you mentioned it about the guests a second ago, but really, you know, we have three arms that we consider our people, and that is our team members, our, our guests that come and visit, and the communities that we operate in. Mm. And everything we do, we just try and stay true to that dedicated to quality, whether it's the hospitality side of the business, the cleanliness side of the business, and the sanitation, the quality of the food, uh, the communities that, again, we're involved with. Everything we do, we just try and stick to that that same mantra. And, and it all starts with the people that work there and the people that come and visit with us. But 13 years, uh, we are a, a quick service uh, chicken restaurant. We only have one protein. Uh, all 60 restaurants have a drive through. We have 10 other uh, off-prem locations and airports and arenas and things like that. And then soon we're hoping to uh, build our first inline unit as well without a drive-through. Oh wow! Well, and and that's something that as we're looking uh, across the board, everyone's trying to add a drive-through. What what's the motivation for testing out removing a drive-through? Yeah, so uh, you know, over thirteen years we've known nothing but drive-through, and what we've seen in these off-prem deals where we're in an airport or or an arena. I know that that's a captive audience, but we do extremely well. We'll go into an arena and within the first year, we'll be the number one grossing restaurant in the arena uh, the first year we go in. So we started thinking, well, well, maybe, you know, the product and what we do is is good enough that we could obviously go into an inline space without a drive through. And now nowadays with, you know, as much, uh, you know, business goes through our app and, and through digital channels and things like that, our catering business we really feel that we could sustain our business in an inline model. Also, to your point, with everybody else wanting to add drive-throughs, real estate starting to become very, very uh, difficult to find. So yeah. we're taking the opposite approach. Not that we're not going to build any more drive-throughs, but we're also going to try and put them in in inline spaces as well. I, I, I love that, and I love the 
opportunity to really test out different things. And um, now in terms of franchisee franchisor model, what do you guys think about that? Well, you know, we only have three units today that are franchisees out of the entire the entire system. So we are predominantly corporately owned, not saying that we wouldn't go into that model at some point, but we've, you know, kept our controls in place and being able to grow sustainably over time under, you know, one umbrella. And listen, uh, with franchisee, it's a great model. You can grow very quickly. If you bring on the right people, you, you can sustain what you want over time. We've seen it done. We're seeing it being done right now with other concepts, but we're just not there yet. Not today. Yeah. And I, I think that that's really amazing that you could say that because you talk to cer- certain locations, certain brands, they've got, you know, uh, a food truck and they're like, great, we're ready to franchise. And it's like, <laughs> whoa, hey there, Tonto. Like, let's let's slow down. And uh, but but you guys are really because because you think your name is it's so cool that your name is your like mission and vision of of people dedicated to quality. And actually I wore this shirt today specifically uh, for this podcast. This is my people shirt. It's oh. a, these are a whole bunch of different people on it because I, I just appreciate that focus on people and, and both, both people. Cause w- one of our uh, values at Ovation is build value for each other, the industry and our customers. And when we look at that, it's like, it's not just the people uh, it's not just our customers, which is everyone thinks about that so quickly of like our customers, our guests, that's the people. But then it's like each other, right? Like right. the the team, but then it even goes beyond that. And in your case, it's the industry. In our ca- in your case, it's a community. In our case, it's the the entire industry. How do we uplift and build value for people all around us? Because that that vision and that mission that transcends proteins, right? And that that gets people excited about coming to work and and about being there and, and doing something. And at the end of the day, all of what people are doing is trying to create a great guest experience, right? So yeah, I would ask you, like, what, what's go one, ahead. one thing I want to just interject? You know, I used, I've said this line for years, you know, people, ah, you're in the restaurant business. No, actually, I'm in the people business. We just ha- happen to serve food, right? And now, you know, over the last three or four years, I, I altered it just a bit and said, yeah, we're, we're actually in the people business. We happen to serve food with great technology because the restaurant <laughs> space now is just exploding with tech and I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. And you're someone who's been a great adopter, but you also are good at like pushing back. You haven't you haven't overstacked your technology. Um, and I think that's something that's very enticing to do. You go to a trade show and you meet 10 people, you implement five things. <clears throat> then you go to a trade show the next month and there's like three more things you want to implement. And all of a sudden you've got 15 logins. You're paying, you're paying, you know, $10,000 a month per location. And you're like, wait, what's going on? Right. What happened? What, what happened? happened? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and what, what's been your, before you jump into the guest experience, one, one quick question on that is what's been your philosophy around uh, not adding too much and knowing what the right tech is to add? Yeah, that's that is actually a tough one to answer, especially right now in in the tech world as it relates to restaurants, because everybody's starting to consolidate things and bring things under one umbrella. And the th- what you think today is going to change tomorrow. So I think that you know, not to your point, it's easy to go to a trade show. You bring all these these vendors back, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and this and that. And next thing you know, you wake up and your head's spinning on, on what you just did. So. I think taking your time is is really like what 
I guess where I'm at with it, I, I try and understand it, understand the values of the company that we're we're doing to due diligence on, where they're headed, what's on their roadmap, and that word roadmap can be scary too because someone yeah. will say roadmap and it's it's really you know six months from now, not six weeks from now or six years from now. So I, I just try and take my time and then bring as many team members as possible into the conversation that it touches, whether it's you know, something like Ovation, right? Where it's somebody else is going to be directly uh, working with that, not myself. So I'll bring them into the conversation or I'll even bring team members from the restaurant into the conversation. I just think that, you know, taking your time and bringing the people that actually have their hands on it is is so important, whether we're talking whatever type of technology it is for the restaurant. I think that's, that's so awesome. And all of this boils down to the guest experience, right? So what would you say is the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays? Well, I'm going to go two parts to this question. So, you know, the first part, when you look at the total guest experience today versus five years ago, 10 years ago, you could get by with either really good food or really good service, right? But now because of inflation and and what the restaurant space has had to do from a pricing aspect, you really have to look at the total experience. Not that it wasn't important back then, but now it's so important. So you have to hit not only on the quality of the food and the speed and the accuracy, but then the the personal side and the hospitality. But then you have to take a step further and look at the physical side. Are you doing the right things externally with your building, inside your building? But that's how the guest now signifies whether what they gave you of their hard-earned money and whether or not they feel good about the experience that they had in totality. And then in the second part is in regards to feedback. And I think that too many operators look at feedback as a dirty word or they're they're afraid of it or they mm. come up with you know ways to justify it that oh well this happened so this happened and i look at feedback as if you truly are open to uh, the feedback you're receiving and your goal is that you want to be better because of it then that can be used as a very successful tool for you whether that's the guest feedback positive, negative suggestions, your team members feedback. One of my favorite questions that I visit a lot of restaurants, by the way, I still am very active uh, in our restaurants. I feel like our our people in the field will give you the best ideas. They'll give you the, the things that are wrong with the concept or the food quality or the food item, et cetera. But one of my favorite questions to ask when I'm in a restaurant is, so, so tell me what the guests are telling you. What mm. do they like? What do they dislike? What could we do better? I think you always have to, and like I said, whether it's the guest or the team member, you always have to seek to understand what it is that people want from you. And then from a positive standpoint, when, when you get positive feedback from the guest or from the team member, I think you have to embrace it. You have to celebrate it. And then when you're getting constructive feedback, maybe it's a system-wide issue. Maybe, hey, you got too much salt in your in your 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 breading that you're putting on your chicken to whatever it is. Uh, that's a systemic issue, most likely. And then you have your individual uh, store level feedback, right? Hey, listen, if I see 
that a store is is running slower in drive through or they're getting complaints on on hospitality. Like we need to address that. We need to get to the root of the problem, not only to to make the that specific restaurant operate more fi- efficiently or or you know the people being happier that work there, but also you know, those guests that come through, and again, I'll go back to it, they're giving you hard-earned money every single day, and, and we need to make sure that they have a great experience. And then lastly, you know, guest recovery. I mean, yeah, I can't tell you how many times, me personally, I'll pick the phone, we'll get a, a, a survey that comes in where a guest is really upset, and I'll say, hey, give me give me that number. I want to call that person myself, you know, and of course the operator will call after, but I want to hear it from them and I want them to know how important it is to me that that we are going to take care of it, that we're human, we're going to make mistakes and I'm very sorry, but we will make the adjustments at the restaurant and we will make it right and go above and beyond for that guest. I mean, I can't tell you our people at the office probably tired of it, but I'll I'll say, hey, can you send a care package to this person? So you call and say, hey, I had a bad experience. And then three days later, you get a basket with PDQ t-shirts for your kids and water bottles and all this other stuff. But again, long story short, I can get a little long-winded as you know, Zach, but uh, <laughs> I, I just no, look This at, is great, man. Yeah, it's so critical. If you embrace it, it can be so critical to the, the success of your organization. And it's like stepping on a scale. It's like looking in the mirror, right? Where, I mean, I love my 600 pound life. It's like it's such a it's such a fun show for you to watch, but uh, and very motivational uh, for me. But as, as I watch that show and these people step on the scale and they haven't stepped on the scale in, you know, decades, they're shocked to see what the weight is. And a lot of people, they think of feedback as that mirror, as that scale. But you know what? you you only can improve what you're measuring and so measure it and and then you have the tools and the right visibility to know what to improve because if you want to be better and do better i mean like my wife and i we have a conversation every sunday where i ask her what can i do to improve why because she's the most important person in my life and if there's something i'm doing that's bugging her i want to know about it and i want to know about it soon and Shouldn't we want, shouldn't we be that way with our guests? I mean, in a way, we, we're trying to connect and build this relationship with our guests. So make it easy for them to give you that feedback. And then to your point, I love Eric, how you do something with it, right? And you and and then the, the cool thing about asking your employees about that is at dinner with my kids. I've got a four, six, uh, two, and newborn. And my four and six-year-old, when they sit down at dinner, I say, What's something that you did nice for somebody today? Why? Because then they're thinking during the day, oh, I need to do something nice for someone today so I could tell my dad I did something nice. And I granted, not a great motivation. Like I want them to do it just because they're nice, they're kind people. But your your question of what are the guests telling you? Then what is every person that you ask that question thinking about? I need to listen better. I need That's to listen right. to what the guests are telling There's me. There's a reason why we have two ears and one mouth, Zach. And I I love the fact that you brought up the accountability because I, I don't remember where I picked it up. But yeah, we, we need to put in place these accountability mirrors all throughout our life, right? We need to be able to to look at it and say, yes, this is this is not good, you know, or we can be better. We can improve this aspect of our life, whether that's the guest experience, um, getting to the gym, eating right you know, taking care of, of the team that you're around, all of those things are important in life. And I think probably more than ever, 
we need more daylight. I, I like the term daylight is the best disinfectant. So, mm. you know, when you look at things that need to be done or changed or, or enhanced, it's like, we don't have to wait. There is no time to wait till tomorrow. Yeah. We need to start this today. Yeah, totally. I totally agree, Eric. Um, and and real quick, what's a tactic that you've used to improve the guest experience? I love I love by the way your your third uh, point in the last question about you know actually getting on and calling some of these people that have complaints and and hearing about it firsthand. If Eric has a hundred locations and he's able to talk to customers, you should be able to as well. So anyway, besides that, which is a great tactic, any other tactics that you've used to improve the guest experience? We we go more for, and I've seen success in just response time. Oh. And, and, you know, today we don't have, uh, be the first one today, we don't have necessarily something in place to, uh, to help us with that, to make it easier. So uh, we're hopeful that very soon we will have something in place. But uh, right now it's, it's all about pick up the phone, pick up the phone. As soon as you get whether it be, and of course we can go through, there's emails and there's the contact us and there's, you know, uh, different ways that these guests can, can give you feedback. How we still have a, a, a phone in the restaurant that, that, that gets messages, right? Voicemail. So oh. my point of all of it is, is pick up the phone and call email, get in touch with them as fast as humanly possible. And we have a 24 hour rule and that is any piece of feedback. And that may not seem uh, very fast to, to some that listen to this. And there's probably some that do a lot better job with technology. But today, as it stands, we have a 24 hour rule. You leave a comment, you leave a message, anything that comes in within 24 hours, you're getting contacted back by somebody on our team. And most likely it will be the operator of that local store. So that way, next time we invite you in, you can say hello to them. So my, my quick answer uh, would be response time. You have to be able to get to that guest and make them feel important very quickly. Nothing, nothing is worse than getting a follow-up comment that says, hey, I left you a email four days ago and I haven't heard back. I would literally, my mind would just explode if if that happened. Yeah. Oh man. Love that. It's such, such a great tool. And what do, I mean, the fact that you have, that you have a metric uh, of 24 hours, I think is phenomenal. And, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's help you get that down. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's so, right. So Eric, who's someone in the restaurant industry who deserves an ovation? Who's someone that we should be following? You know, I thought really a, a lot about this one, and it's it's hard not to see some of these guys out there, especially, and I'm probably going to put myself out there, but, you know, I think you know, Dave's Hot does a really good job. I think Dave's Hot Chicken does a really good job. Um, you know, not only are they growing very quickly, but as far as just taking, you know, wanting to get that guest information and getting back to them, they, they, do, they do a great job. And then um, there's actually, I want to give a shout out to, uh, there's a smaller company out of uh, New York City called Avocadoria. Um, oh, we love them. Yeah. So he does, he does a really, really good job out there too as well. But listen, I mean, you know, people like you, Zach, are making it very easy for us to do a good job. I mean, that's the reality, you know, and, and we've, we've gone through the ovation platform and, and what you guys are doing. And, and I think that you're making our lives easier. And you're bettering our business through what you guys are doing. So kudos, I guess, giving ovation and ovation. I don't know if that's <laughs> double standard. Well, well, I appreciate that, Eric. 
buttering up the host always works well. But um, Eric, where can we go to learn more about PDQ or uh, maybe we could follow you on social media? Yeah. So look, all we're on all platforms, you know, your, your Instagram, TikTok, Snap, Facebook, LinkedIn, it's all uh, eat PDQ, eat PDQ, EAT PDQ. Um, but yeah, check us out. Um, and, and yeah, follow us, give us a follow. Okay. And, and I know that you do some good posts on, on LinkedIn. Uh, so Eric, not, not with a K. Um, and Eric, for being a person dedicated to quality people, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you for joining us and give an ovation. Uh, thank you so much, Zach. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite place to listen. We're all about feedback here. Again, this episode was sponsored by Ovation, a two-question SMS-based actionable guest feedback platform built for multi-unit restaurants. If you'd like to learn how we can help you measure and create a better guest experience, visit us at OvationUp.com.